Welcome to the Bicultural Podcast. The Bicultural Podcast celebrates cross-cultural identity and gives insight into cultural differences to help you improve business relationships. The podcast is published bi-weekly and is hosted by myself, Janina Neumann, a bilingual creative, social entrepreneur and business owner of Janina Neumann Design. Welcome to the Bicultural Podcast. I'm so pleased that you're here today. And today I'd like to talk to you about launching a multilingual website and how to do it effectively. Now, I've been freelancing as a web designer since 2017. So I've had lots of experience of designing websites and there are just things that come up time and time again. So before I launch into the specifics of um, launching a multilingual website, I'd just like to review what makes a good website design and what other things that we need to be aware of. So first of all, it's website loading speed. Now, I'm sure I'm not alone in saying that I have abandoned a website if it hadn't loaded within 10 seconds. And even 10 seconds seems like a long time. One of the key benefits of a custom built website is that it's built with the final design in mind. Often what we find with a template design is that we add and add more plugins to improve the capability of our website, but this slows our website down. Whereas a custom website is already created using the final design in mind, so the developer codes the website so it's capable and isn't slowed down by the extra features. Now, if you're currently using a website, site um, template, then there's another trick that you can do to help improve your website loading speed. And that is to make sure that your images are web friendly by having the right dimensions and resolutions. So your images, for example, aren't web friendly if there are 5000 pixels by 3000 pixels and have a resolution of 300 pixels per inch. Because that those kind of revolu- resolutions are very big and they come with a lot of data. So naturally, it would affect our website loading speed. Another um, area of good website design is content structure. So to make your content engaging and more accessible, you know, use the text names such as heading one, heading two, body text and also bullet points. And please don't allocate a text name just because it has the right size, because this will be detrimental to your SEO, but also to audiences that use screen readers or even for users who skim your website. It's because heading one refers to you know, the main heading and then heading two is for like a subheading and body text is for more information. And if we confuse them, then we kind of alter the meaning of the content and it makes it more difficult to read the content and for the user to navigate to where they want to go. Another um, area which I find um, often gets lost when um, people build or design their own website is um, alt text. So building building in a website yourself, you might just add the images yourself and forget to um, add the alt text. And yes, it feels like a tedious task, 
But again, it will help your SEO because Google will show you images in the image searches, which also gives you another opportunity for the user to discover your website. Also, importantly, users who are using screen readers will be able to appreciate the image description and get an idea of the feeling that you're trying to portray through the use of the image. And then name the action of your buttons. So that's a really good tip that a lot of people forget to do. So naming the button on your website as click here is not user-friendly because you don't know where that link will take you. It is better to explain the action of what will happen when you click on the button. For example, if a button took a user to read the full article, I would simply write, read the full article on the button. You know, clarity is key. You don't want your users to get confused because confusion leads to them feeling frustrated, but also it's not good for brand image. Now, if we move on to um, some points that are specific to multilingual websites, um, I'll may name a few, but to be honest, I think if you implement these um, tips already, you're on a good start. So translation, make sure that your website is professionally translated. Yes, Google Translate may seem a lot easier and cheaper, but if you're serious about offering your services to a new market, you need to appear as, as a local. Because remember, this is the new market that may not uh, be aware of your brand name and you're asking the audience to move away from a trusted brand name to a new brand name, your brand name. And this move can only be possible through persuasive copywriting, which a translator can offer you. But also, there are some cultural um, things that we might not be aware of. For example, in um, English-speaking countries, we would recognize a homepage um, for it to say, you know, home somewhere in the navigation bar. But I know in some countries, um, if you translated the word home, and um, basically told people that's where you'd find the so-called homepage um, that they would get confused because they have a different word for homepage and that isn't their trans um, that that word isn't a translation of the word home. Another thing um, that you might want to consider and hopefully this won't be too technical, and I'm sure a web developer or website designer can help you with this, but this is a HRF Lang tag. So you might be considering buying a specific country code domain for your website. So what I mean by that is, for example, in Germany, the addre website address would end in .de. So by doing it this way, it helps to build trust with your audience because they recognize that country code and they all know that you're selling to that specific market, for example, Germany. And it also allows you to create a specific email address that ends in .de. So that's really useful if you're um, you know, asking people to register for events or you're trying to register for events that are hosted in that market. 
But it also helps with customer service because customers can write to a specific email address, which can be forwarded to, onto a translator who may be able to help with answering their question. But again, if you do decide to add a specific email address for that market, they will expect, for example, if you if your email address ends in .de, that they receive a reply in German. So again, something to consider. Another way of creating a multilingual website using a HRF Langtag would be, I mean, would be by basically having a domain name, for example, www.example.com and adding a HRF Langtag. So you would have a web, web page that would be dot com slash de to specify that the page is in German. And this really tells Google that the page is in German and is not just duplicated content because Google will scan all the pages of your website and it will recognize if a page has been translated into a different language. And obviously this really helps your customers. But in terms of SEO ranking, you don't want to have duplicated content. So this basically tells Google that this is just a different language and that you're aware of the duplicated content so it doesn't affect your rating. So I hope you found this episode useful. And if I can help you improve your website, then please do book a free website audit with me using the contact details in the episode notes. And I just be really excited for you to take that first step and create um website or a page on your website dedicated to your new market. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, then why not subscribe, review and share with others? You can also find all transcripts available at transcripts.thebiculturalpodcast.com. Thank you for listening and bis bald.